to the book of Hosea, the second chapter and the 15th verse, Hosea 2 and 15, and then Revelation 3 and 8. Hosea 2, 15, Revelation 3 and 8. Those of you that have it, say amen. amen. Those of you that are getting it, say amen. Uh, it'll probably be on the screen after a while if you don't have it. Hosea 2 and 5. And I will give her her vineyards from thence, and the valley of Accor for a door of hope. And she shall sing there as in the days of her youth, and as in the days when she came up, out of the land of Egypt. Revelation 3 and 8, key verse, one of the key verses. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast had little strength, and thou hast kept my word and has not denied my name. I know thy works and behold I have set before thee an open door and no man can shut it. For thou hast little strength and hast kept my word and has not denied my name. I want to talk very briefly and encourage you to do so. My subject shall be position yourself to advance. As we transition out and enter in, the word for tonight is you position yourself to advance. Position yourself to move forward. During these times of uncertainty where it seems as we are not sure as what the next year will look like, if our faith and our hope is in the political arena, if our faith and our hope is in the economical arena, then we are destined to be discouraged. But because our hope does not lie in the political arena nor the economical arena, our hope lies in the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ is on our side. Therefore, God says to you, position yourselves to advance. There are spiritual doors that God wants to open for you during this season of your life. This is a time for positioning ourselves to advance through the doors that are apparent. There are new doors in our lives, new doors in your family's lives, new doors in your businesses, and new doors in your church. Listen, you are at a place in life where you should always be ready for new doors. We are embarking upon a new era in life. We are about to transition into a new year. And God sent me to tell you, make yourself get ready for new opportunities, things you've never had before. What 
about you, my brothers and my sisters individually? What doors would the Lord have for your life during this time of transition? What opportunities could be in front of you waiting on you to knock and waiting on you to enter? Revelation 3 and 8 said, For I know your works. And see, I have set before you an open door, and no man can shut. For you have a little strength, but you kept my word and have not denied my name. Listen to what he said. He said, I have set before you. God says that I have set. And the word set means I have placed before you. I have positioned before you. I have stabilized before you an open door which is apparent. God has set before you again an open door and no man, no demon can shut the door that God, they don't have to like you, they don't have to be on your side, but God said I have set before you an open door and no man can shut, can close it. God has a plan and a strategy strategy for our lives. God really, really, really know us. Psalm 139, 13 and 16 says, I made you from your mother's womb. And then he said, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And then he backs up and says, I made you in secret. I didn't even let others see what I was doing to you. When you came out, you came out whole, complete, entire, wanting for nothing. God God knows what lies ahead for the upcoming year and he feels every minute of your life. He has set before you an open door. So now our prayers should be, Lord, show me the door that you have set before me. Open my eyes and give me insight and revelation for the doors that you set before me. 1 Corinthians 16 and 9 said for therefore a great and effective door has opened to me and there are many adversaries. Paul expresses this in the text of 1 Corinthians 16 and 9 at a very pivotal time in his life. In this present age, you need to know, as Paul would concur to that tonight, he would say to us in this present age, there is no such thing as an authentic ministry, as an authentic anointing, as an authentic calling without problems or oppositions of some sort. Satan is going to see to it that oppositions will come. A work that has little oppositions from the antagonistic system of Satan is one that is doing a little work for the Lord. So Paul back in 1 Corinthians at Ephesus, he was not intimidated in spite of the fierce opposition that he had to face in spite 
of the things that were going on, there were all kinds of sin that was occurring. But Paul wasn't intimidated. He was taking the gospel into the place. And through it, the word of the Lord began to grow mightily and prevail in Ephesus in Acts 19 and 20. So you come back and say, if Paul did it, you can do it. But there are many adversaries. If the door is great, the adversaries are many. If the door is little, then the adversary is little. Great doors denote great adversary. Do I have anybody up in here that's fighting against great adversary? Every door that God has planned for you, listen to this, every door that God has planned for you, there are opponents and adversaries who desire to shut the door and stop you from entering in. But the devil is a liar. God said, behold, I have set before you an open door. Do I have anybody that's getting ready to walk through some new doors? This is your year. This is your time to bust up in those new doors. Somebody say advance. What are your new doors? What are your new doors? Revelation, again, 3 and 8 said, Behold, I have set before you an open door. Whoever you are, whether you're here or viewing in the, on the internet, God has set before you an open door, teenager. God has set before you an open door, young adult. God has set before you an open door, married, widow, employed, unemployed, prospering business, bankruptcy, happy, unhappy, satisfied, dissatisfied, filled with expectation of having an empty soul. Whoever you are, God said, behold, I have set before you an open door. Whoever you are, wherever you are, God is saying, I've set before you an open door. Even you who are discouraged, even when you don't have the strength to muster up the ability to put one foot in front of the other, by the grace of God, you just keep on walking until you're able to enter in. Sometimes an open door is set before us and we are too troubled or we're too weak and we can hardly walk through it. But I got another phase for this for you tonight. God said, not only will I set before you an open door, oh, but I'll hold it open for you. <laughs> I know you can't come in right now. I know you're going through a little something, 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 something right now, but that's all right. I will hold the door open. I hold the door open. Is it anybody up in here that'll tell the truth? There are days you needed God to hold the door open as you stand on the threshold of a new season in your life. What doors could God have in front of you? What doors is he holding open for you? Real briefly, let me just put some doors out there for you for your new 2017. First of all, there's going to be a door of new 
adventures. <laughs> Some exciting things about to happen in your life. Some unusual things are about to happen. A new door of faith adventures. Acts 14 and 27 picks it up when it said, Now when they had come and gathered the church together, by report, all they reported all that God had done and that he had opened a door of faith. I declare and decree that throughout the upcoming year, a stage in your life, first of all, you're going to live and not die, and you're going to have an exciting time. Your haters are going to really hate on you now because you're about to be adventurous. You're about to do some things you've never done so you can get some things you never had. You're about to go some places that have been on your bucket list. You're about to be adventurous. This is your year for adventurous new faith. Do I have anybody up in here that'll scream on that one? What doors, let's get through it real quick. What doors does God want to open in your life? It is, it is, is it uh, uh, faith? Is it faith to move mountains? Is it faith that can reach the unreachable or beat the unbeatable? Is it faith to keep you, to hold your peace when you know you have a right to say something? Is it faith to act like you've got it when you don't have nothing? Is it faith? Is it faith? Is it faith to walk up into a place and say, ah, oh, it's not my just my turn, but it's my time and my term. Is it faith to sit in the boardroom and nothing is calculating in your favor, but out of nowhere comes a divine intervention. And what the devil meant for evil, God turns that does a book. I need about 1,000 people just to scream, boom, God turns around what the devil meant for evil. God does a boomerang. He turns that thing around and you get to sign the contract. Adventurous. Adventurous. Adventure faith. New adventures. New adventures in your faith. But check this out. Tell somebody, check this out. In order to step through a faith door, my brothers and sisters, you have to step out of your comfort zone. We used to say in the country, playing outdoors, come out, come out, wherever you are. You have to come out of your comfort zone. It's easy to ask God to give you the faith to walk on water, but you don't want to get out of the boat. Tell the truth and shame the devil. Yes, there are areas in our lives, really, there are areas where we feel comfortable. We feel comfortable moving in faith, for real. There are areas where we feel comfortable moving in faith, yet there are some areas that makes us nervous and anxious. How can you see a miracle happen if you don't move? out of your comfort zone, if you don't take a leap of faith, if you don't leap into the unknown, if you don't go to untreaded territories, but this is uh, your year for new faith adventures. The next thing is gonna be a door of new great opportunities. 
This is your year. This is your year for God to drop new opportunities in your lap. Some of you are going to be sitting, listening to people talk about who they want and what they want and what they won't even realize. That opportunity is coming your way. First Corinthians, uh, as our new president-elect would say, 1 Corinthians 16 and 9. First Corinthians 16 and 9 says, for there are great and effective doors that is open to me, but there are many, somebody scream, many. There are many adversaries. What might keep me back from great opportunities? What, what adversary, what adversary will keep me back from great, un, great, 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 Opportunities. What adversary is it? Well, it is the adversary of good opportunities. Yeah, yeah. What is the greatest enemy of great? Good. Many people have good marriages, but not a great one. Good relationships, but not a great one. Good prayer lives, but not a great one. Why, why, why is this? Uh, because the opportunity, the, the enemy of great opportunity is learning, check this out, the enemy of great opportunity is learning to love the good to the place that is satisfied the soul and there's no need to desire to go any further. But I ship your desire today. You won't just desire to be good, but I'm talking about great is about to come out of you. There's greatness on the inside. I will not be satisfied with good. I want to encourage those of you that are listening tonight. I need you to shift. Somebody scream shift. I need you to shift from good to great. It's time for more intensity in your worship. It's time to penetrate evangelism. It's time to give more of yourself. Are you growing or are you stagnant? Are you the status quo or are you about to walk in great? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, greatness is on the side of you. And I'm hurrying. There are many, there are many adversaries. Not only is greatness an adversary, but things can be adversary. Places, people, many adversaries, but I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Then there is, as I bring it in, there's a door of new hope. There's a door of new hope. Hosea 2, 2 and 15 said, I will give her her vineyards from there and the valley of Achor as a door of hope. She shall sing there as in the days of her youth, as in the days when she came up from Egypt. What is the valley of Achor? What is the valley of Achor? Achor is a place of sorrow. It is a place of devastation. It is a place of grief. It is a place where Achan and his family were stoned to death after his sins had been discovered. Yet here in the place of devastation, here in the place of death, God said, I'm going to open a door. 
Is there anyone here that ashamed the devil and join in with me and tell the truth? Uh, during this past year, there were times when I lodged in the valley of Achor. I know we're not supposed to say that because we're saved and we're sanctified and we're religious and try to impress people. But there are days that I woke up in the valley of Achor, devastated by what was got trouble on every side, yet not in distress, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken. So that was my personal valley of a car. Uh, that, that was my personal, personal valley. And sometimes uh, in the valley of Acor, it is the deepest, the darkest, the meanest, the cruelest valley where there is nothing there but tears and grief. And sometimes if you're not careful, you can miss while you're down there. You can miss the door that has been set before you. Uh, the door of hope that is down there. Not only the do door of hope, but the door of opportunity. As you stand in the valley of Acor, remember the scripture said that when you find yourself down there, you don't have to die down there because there is a door. Ooh, if you can just muster up enough strength uh, to lift up your head, uh, oh ye gates, uh, and be you lifted up your everlasting and the king of glory shall come who is the, the king of glory he is the lord strong and mighty there's a door of hope in the valley that's why the songwriter said my hope is built on nothing less than jesus christ and his righteousness the ground is sinking sand, but on Christ the solid rock I stand. So if you're in the valley of Achor, another thing, I got to leave it here, another thing about the valley of Achor, it is a place of failure. All right, all right, we don't talk about that in our church. It is a place of failure, but even though you have perhaps failed at some things, you're not a failure. And in your failure, you can be rescued by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Failure can be the grace for your great success. What you didn't achieve this day, God will give you grace to achieve it tomorrow. In your failure can be seeds of the greatest mission in your life. What you did not overcome today, you can turn that thing into a book. You can turn it into a song. You can turn it into an outline. So somebody will be able to say, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, wherever you go, there is a door that has been set before you. Well, what are the keys? And I'm closing it now. What are the keys to the advancing through the open door? Well, the first key is you can't enter the new door until you shut the 
things on the good side your haters you think that they were hating you last year this isn't correct grandma but they ain't seen nothing yet you're getting ready to walk into the door not that man made but that God made and if God opened the door for you no one can shut the door. Tonight is our night to be in line with the word of God and if you're here tonight and you know that God has a blessing and a miracle with your name on it and whew, you're getting ready to advance. Uh, every restraint, every block, every clot, 
that's been in your flow. That thing is about to dissolve. Every negative thought is about to turn into something positive. You think people know who you are now? <laughs> Wait until about this time next year. At the end of this year. <laughs> because greatness is on the inside of you. Due to the time, if you will, just take somebody by the hand. Everybody grab someone by the hand. And Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you that tonight we close the door to good and open the door to greatness. Tonight we close the doors to our past mistakes and open the door to new accomplishments. Tonight we close the door to sickness and open the door to healing. We close the door to apprehensions and open the door to excitement. We close the door to all of the things that we thought we weren't qualified to do. We open the door to the wisdom that you've said about us, that we can do all things through Christ's strength. And today we take the challenge, not the mannequin challenge, but we take the Jeremiah challenge that said, call unto me. And I will answer you and show you great things. So, Father, as I hold hands with the miracle, as I hold hands with the blessing, uh, as I hold hands with somebody that survived some stuff they can't even talk about, as I hold hands with a person that you're getting ready to blow their mind with what you're going to do for them, I'm holding the hands of somebody whoo, that you're going to give strength like no other. I'm holding the hands of someone you're about to release creative ideals into that's going to generate a new level of an income innovative thoughts are coming out of this person but more than that holiness dwells in this person and I thank you that I'm holding the hands of somebody whoo, that loves you with every breath that they breathe and I thank you for the victory that's in their lives thank you for the greatness that's coming out of them and for that we give you glory we give you honor and we give you praise. Come on and give the Lord praise. Come on, everybody. Let's praise the old year out and the new year in. If you're thankful to God, give him praise. If you know God has been good to you, give him praise. Thank him for 2016. Thank him for how far he has brought you. Come on, give praise to the Lord. If you want to run down to the altar, you may do so. If you want to kneel where you are, you may do so. If you just want to stand in the aisle and give God praise and thank God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You praise him. You thank him. If you love him, if he's done anything for you, give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Thank you for the open door. Thank you for the miracles you've wrought in my life. Thank you for the great things you've done for us. Lord, we praise you. 
We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. We thank you. Thank you, Lord. You didn't let that automobile accident take me out. Thank you, Lord. I was in the hospital, but Lord, you brought me through. You brought me out. Thank you, Lord. The doctor shook his head and said there was no hope, but you opened the door for me. Thank you, Lord, for every healing. Thank you for every miracle. My enemies came against me, but you blocked it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. At the top of your voice, clap your hands and say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise Him. Praise Him. I could have been dead and gone, but I'm still here. I'm still here by the grace of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my grandchildren. Thank you for my workplace. Thank you for a job. Thank you for food. Thank you for a place to live. Thank you, the Lord, in the name of Jesus. I give you glory. I give you praise. I give you honor. Hallelujah. 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 Everybody stand up. Everybody stand up. Turn toward your right. Take one step. Take one more step. Now say to your neighbor, I've just walked out of my past and into my future. The door is open. I'm on my way to victory. Come on and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.